That's a peach, man. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. I'm trying to turn my air conditioner off. I'm about to freeze to death. <laughs> Dude, I had to come up here earlier and put a fan inside this because <laughs> I'm in this attic space. Yeah. And I opened it up earlier and it was 110 in here. I assumed you needed that cold because you just got hot looking at me. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> I don't think my air conditioning stops running upstairs. Yeah, that's been the uh, the thing I'd forgotten about most from having a two-story house was how it's almost impossible in Oklahoma to keep the second story on par with the first floor. Are you upstairs or downstairs? Oh, we have one story. Oh, you're one story. Yeah. You're you're a ranch. Yeah, it's pretty uh it's been a lot easier uh to keep it, you know, <laughs> the same temperature all the way through. Oh, look at that. Just Can't hear a word you're saying, Lance. Hear me at all? Oh, there That's we go. Was, there you are. Can you get me? Yeah. All right. We're good. It's it's just like having Robert on the call. Yeah, it's probably worse. <laughs> probably got on much quicker than pots could have. Yeah, <laughs> but I will I will totally uh, agree with the story you guys were talking about with the second story because it is toasty, a little toasty upstairs today. Yeah, and I usually office downstairs, but we're redoing downstairs, so I'm office upstairs. Oh yeah, it, you got to start early. Like if you're not starting in like two in the morning, you're already behind. I can remember doing everything, like going out and washing out the coils on the air conditioner, <laughs> you know, hoping that would help. When it's 100, dude, it, it just can't. There's nothing you can do. Just runs and runs and runs. Yeah. What's really bad is when you go in there and you're like, all of a sudden you start feeling like it's getting a little, just a little bit hotter. And you go in there and you open up the air conditioner and it's a block of ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you're like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> Honey, call Marriott. We're going, we're going down, going down the street. I just, I made up a good joke. What's the difference between, or what would it be? Why is a second floor air conditioner in Oklahoma and Schultz's mouth the same? <laughs> Why? Because they run all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, right there. Got a Kazinger right there to start it off. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to get started here. Hey, it got hot this weekend in Jinx for our tourney, and we had a feature group that had the hitters and the targets all from last week. You know, and that's not all that made it hot. I think literally the gates of hell opened up and sent a blazing inferno to Oklahoma on Sunday. It was like a bazillion degrees, and as a collective group, we were not prepared. Oh, oh but maybe some of us were, but before we get to that, let's meet the players. All right. On the, on the pod today, we got Joe. Hi everyone. Rock solid staple. He uses it all the time. And we got Lance in my pants fuller. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. one, so I'm just not gonna... <laughs> Welcome to the call pod, you know, short time listener, first time caller. He's a, uh, he's coming in. Dude, do you remember those Lance in your pants uh, trucks? Oh, yes. Growing <laughs> up, it was it was easy fodder, you know. That was oh, easy. 
so, was not a problem. My, my dad was a Lance man, okay, down in Texas. And, and he, he would come up and he would just, just gripe so much. He said, I can't believe they put this Lance on your pants sticker in the back of my truck. I got to drive around with it. I feel like a, a porn star. No idea what you're talking about. You don't? No. You don't remember the crackers, the Lance crackers? They uh, had like a whole Lance uh, in your pants. I don't. I don't remember that. Well, and then there was never... a there was a game. I think there was a game called Ants in Your Pants, which was there as well, which I got hammered <laughs> with as well. I mean, it wasn't horrible. I mean, it could be worse things when you're seven. So yeah. All right. So we're going to get started with the wider world of golf. We, we might have a, a special guest, a, uh, a critic of the pod, jumping in here later. We're going we're gonna to have a little face-to-face with him, you know, because well, like I told my wife, she said, you know, we really needed to get Kerry on here from last week so he could tell his side, so the officer could tell his side of the story. And we said, look, we are not a, sh- a fair and balanced news organization. <laughs> <laughs> we only tell the side of the story we want to tell. Control the narrative at all costs. <laughs> Although, are you there when Carrie said he finally listened to the podcast for the first time last week? Yeah. <laughs> he said basically he got... said, what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> He's like, I feel like I got punched twice. <laughs> felt like he had to relive the whole ordeal again. <laughs> uh, see, he should have been up with it. He'd know everything's going on. He'd, he'd know the kind of balanced media and organization we are. We... All right. So it, it was funny because I was sitting there today and I, I like, you know, go out there and I'm like, all right, what are we going to talk about this week? Because I got to come up with stuff, make sure we're, we got stuff to talk about. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, what do we and I didn't have anything. And then I start going through it and like I got too much now. That's that's just the way there's a lot going on right now. So first, we'll start off with, you know, just like we control the narrative, live golf and the Saudis, the, uh, you know, the beheading wonders they. They uh, they had their first event against the PGA. Uh, what were your thoughts? Did you guys watch any of it? Did you look at it? Did you pay attention to it? No. I th- I had it on just as it, as the leaderboard confused me a bit to begin with. Yeah. Because um, shotgun starts, so they all had whatever left and that kind of thing. But I had it on a little bit. Um, I'm not a huge golf watcher, but I was like, all right, what's this look like? And it it, it it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but that was, um, I think I might have turned it on a little bit. I think the last day I turned on a little bit to see what um, uh, Eli will do, but that was kind of it. And see, you know, I watch a lot at work when I'm working. Um, I usually have golf, and especially on Thursday, Fridays, I'll have the PGA Live on, ESPN Plus, tremendous coverage, love that coverage. But I went ahead and threw the live session up on a different computer. So I go watch them both, watch it through YouTube. Like I said, I mean, you did get to see a lot of golf, a lot of golf shots because they, you know, they had, you know, you got the whole course is full and they're popping around. But the problem is, is I didn't care about any of the people that were playing. I mean, just literally didn't. And so I'm watching that and I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the PGA Tour and I get to see, you know, Rory and the guys I like. And then um, so roll around Friday and I go to do the exact same thing. Turn on my PGA Live and watch my PGA Live. First, I turn on the YouTube version of Live, and all of a sudden through the whole thing, they are popping this, like, flasher in the corner. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. And, like, so, you know, and I'm, I usually am pretty quiet, but I get on, and I'm, like, on the chat. I'm, like, this thing is annoying. This is driving me nuts. 
And then all of a sudden, and about 10 minutes into it, they put this big like banner basically says, go watch it on our website. And at that point I said, I am not putting any effort into watching this because I don't care enough. And I turned it off. You can't put barriers in there. That, that was kind of my thought. Why would you put barriers to people that were watching your thing? Oh, their whole tournament was kind of like their winner, Charles Schwartzel. Yeah. A couple letters short of me really giving a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and did you see him anchoring? I mean, he's full on anchoring. They don't care. Rules of golf. P. Reed will be like in heaven. I don't even worry about the rules over there. <laughs> so but I was I was largely un- the only thing that's really distressed this distressful about it and I don't know that I care as a fan is the fact to find out that Charlie Schwash from Blocker got like four point something million dollars yeah so, oh 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 here's the other thing that got me mad okay got me fired up is like early in the week you know they had their team draft and they're all talking about this draft okay has everybody here understand how a keeper league works? Like in fantasy? Yeah. Like every, like anything. If you I keep mean, players, you somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if I've got a team that's already got three, two players on it and I'm only got one draft spot, where do you draft in the first round or the last round? I don't know. You would draft in the last round. Oh, okay. Cause you've already kept two. You've people. already got two players. Okay. So what do they do? They, they filled up like the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the uh, English team. And I think the South African team with like who Charlie Schwartzel was on um, with two players and then let them have a first round pick. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you guys have already thrown me off here. I'm, you're just cheating. I don't like it. I'm out. I don't know that I'll watch the next event. It's like arena. Yeah, football. I don't even. I don't even know how the team thing ended because I know they get to play off and do stuff like that. And I have no idea how that finished. So, but I do think like if my hope is, is the only, the only saving grace of this whole thing is I hope the PGA legitimately does something to retool it and comes up with like a real team. You know what I mean? Like not a team inside something else. It's kind of wackadoodle, like straight on something exciting. Like you have a team that plays six events. You know, not a draft like yeah, owned by like 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 Team Titleist, Team Callaway. You have the major sponsor brands own a team and they draft and have players. I mean, then you get to something like then you get then a trade between teams matters. Make it more like NASCAR. Yeah, (laughs) and you got your worst player talking in their best player's backswing. Yeah, (laughs) you know, we know you're you're not going to win the race, but. Run out there and push them into the wall, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be funny if they allowed trash talking. Like, I mean, if you're in the NBA, you're trash talking on the court all the time. Oh, welcome in. Coming in hot. It's two gloves. Hello. Oh, are you already recording? Oh, yeah, we did. We're in. Oh, oh I thought this was like <laughs> we start hot. No, this is <laughs> this is content. This is, isn't just witty banger. Yeah, I, I am so, I'm so sorry. No, that's how we go now. We're where does go? Hey, my hey, my brother, another mother's on the line. There you go. We got it. Right. We got Lance in your pants, Fuller. LTG and MTG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I will say that that uh, OGTG doesn't fully commit because he takes them off when he puts. So there is a I got a little bit. 
bone to pick there. You know, he <laughs> doesn't leave him on when he pots. So we got to got to commit further. It was too damn hot yesterday to take your glove off. <laughs> uh, I was still drinking water today. I was really thirsty all day long, and I was thinking, man, how much water we lost yesterday. It was hot. Yeah. I did. I was at Reese's today, picked up a, a box of clubbies for the next hot round. Electrolytes. That's the secret. Got to get your electrolytes. That had to have been the lowest alcohol consumption of any SMGL event ever. Oh, yes. Without a doubt. Chuck said he only had two beers yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> See, Schultz, I, I know. On, two two or three. Yeah. Yeah, I know on 18, they were talking they had four left. Schultz and I'm not Schultz. Uh, Gibson and, uh, um, oh, good gosh. Phelps, they still had four beers left, which I don't think I've ever seen or yeah. heard of that they had left as of 18. So that, that leads tried to keep our average up, I yeah. think. But. <laughs> so that, that leads me to a, a question for you guys. It's when you're playing in the heat like that, what is your hydration schedule? What do you have like a hydration plan, a strategy that you go with whenever you're you know it's gonna be 90 plus on the course? Uh, uh, have you ever used that uh, liquid IV uh, stuff that you just you dump it in basically a you know, a bottle of water, you shake it up yeah. and you drink it. Uh, McCune and I did that at old Kinderhook last year, and it was sort of an amazing recovery. Is it better than like Gatorade or something? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably just amphetamine. Really expensive Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposedly it's a, uh, an ultralight combination that, allows you to absorb water more efficiently basically oh, oh there you go it 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 doesn't taste better than gatorade but yeah uh, uh we got them or at least our team did my first event with you guys we, we uh a guy gave them out so we all had them but yeah there's no flavors it's not like that <laughs> oh at least the one i had or not oh the, the ones i have were like uh berry they had lemon lime and uh, oh geez a raspberry and <laughs> I don't remember that then. Sounds like something. So yeah. yeah, that's that's two gloves is getting razzleberry over there. Yeah, just playing Kool Aid man. Yeah. <laughs> My strategy was I had two quarts of Powerade. Okay, with no sugar Powerade, so it's just like salt water with purple color in it. And then I brought four random seltzers that we had in the garage fridge that I'm not like particularly fond of because <laughs> I figured I wouldn't want to drink them very fast. And I think I had, I had three and a half over the course of the round and felt like I had 12 <laughs> when I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Got got that got that ass dragon just just the. Yeah, you know. I wish I would have gone the sea cat route and just not had any. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I think at one point because I, I drank one a couple of those uh you know the teas and legitimately at one point I I think I had some acid reflux or something because the problem is is you drink them really quick because it's it's hot. Yeah, so you're just downing them. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack there on the tea. I played it off, pulled pulled my driver that hole. You know, it's funny. I think everyone's game suffered because of it. Oh, I, I think 
most people did. Some people find out that they're they're hot weather people. They're heat misers. No, I meant suffer because of lack of alcohol consumption. Oh. <laughs> that could be too. Might have played into it. Yeah. I think you're on to something. <laughs> All right. Um oh, major thing. Like I'm sitting there today and I almost completely forgot it. I think I put so much focus when the PGA came to town. U.S. Open this week. Yeah, the only clue I had was it's going to be Father's Day Sunday. I'm like, <laughs> hey, isn't the U.S. Open final round usually on Father's Day? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that we play our golf tournament the day before Father's Day because, God forbid, fathers should be able to play golf on Father's Day. Yeah. I, 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 give, up, I give up Father's Day. So I can play golf 52 or 51 other weeks a year on right. Sunday. <laughs> but did you see those uh, videos they were showing of some of the greens at the U S open where <clears throat> they're so slanted down that basically, I don't even know how they're going to get Not the ball. Yeah. yeah they don't stay. I saw, I saw a uh, Homa do a chip and basically popped it onto the fringe and it just trickled. It looked like 10 at, uh, South Lakes, not to hashtag spoiler here, but the worst tee placement or pin placement in the history of golf. That was the worst setup. It was and pin placement. (laughs) But we're gonna get that a little bit later. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Hashtag spoiler because I'm I'm still pissed (laughs) off about that. Ruined my whole back nine. That whole freaking hole. Um. All right. But yeah, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm kind of getting into it now. Excited to see what it is. I think what what I didn't realize is the country club where they're playing, Brookline, you know who won their the the first U.S. Open there? Francis Wiemet. Boom, there that's it is. That's everybody's homework. They have to watch the greatest game ever played. Yeah. That's all yeah. about the U.S. Open at, at Brookline. Yeah, outstanding movie. So this week, watch that, you know, when you're supposed to be working. Well, it's not set up like the Masters, though, where you can't just go online. You have to what what uh, what special streaming service do you have to purchase <laughs> to watch this? Uh, I I think it's just your normal stuff. I don't know. I bet it'll be on. I bet it'll be on uh, either Golf Channel or uh, Peacock, won't it? Doesn't uh, NBC usually have the U.S. Open? Yeah, because Fox oh, used to have the Open. Fox, and then Fox quit, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. Well, it just tells me who the featured groups are. I th- I think it's going to be on, uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it on ESPN plus, which I think is the best way to watch golf. So they have a blanket contract with, for all the different tournaments. Well, I think NBC does. And the golf yeah, the thing I'm looking at. So Thursday. Oh, Oh, this is, this is the one. So it's on USA Network from 9.30 to 2. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's on USA 9.30 to 2, 2 to 5 on NBC, and 5 to 7 on USA. Those are probably, yeah, those are Eastern times. Yeah. So between USA and NBC, it should be on all week. Uh, There's a U.S. Open. I guess on Peacock, it's streaming – uh all week on peacock as well yeah you get you get the cock early in six it's six thirty our time first tee when the they start playing like six o'clock 
Coffee golf. You know, I, I know it's not how they typically set golf courses up in the U.S. Open is overly punitive, but yes. God, I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they spoil you with the Masters because that's a sweet setup where you can just go to the Masters and watch it, you know, featured groups and all that kind of stuff. That's That's awesome. Yeah. But um, they should do something like that. You'd think that they would take the hint, you know, other networks and, and allow that kind of thing. But So what do you guys think? Is the U.S. Open the hardest major to win? I think, I think this one will be harder than, ones, than the one that Rom just won. I guess it depends on where it is. Well, <clears throat> I, was, I was watching, you know, once again, spend way too much time on golf. It's the only thing I seem to know anything about, and I don't know much about that. But they were talking about that it's changed the the setup person set it up is something Davis now. And it just came out of another guy. So you had several U.S. Opens that were all set up that basically uh, the 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 bombers, they were a little the wide. guy from the fortune. Yeah, basically that would fly out and set it up for. Him. Yeah. So so this one is going to be more traditional. It's going to get it's going to be wide and then get narrow. The rough is crazy long. Um and the greens are going to be super fast. So it should be a harder test. And these and these greens, just as a tournament, as a course, is are smaller. Yeah, I guess back to Joe's original piece there, yeah, I would say yes. Uh, it seems to always, you know, it has been as much in the last decade, but it used to be somebody was maybe even over par to win the thing. So, um, yeah, I would say it's tough. Is it usually a situation where some relatively unknown – name makes a run is that is that the i i think almost never maybe i don't know yeah, I, can't I, I think no, Mike, you're, you're exactly wrong you're totally opposite of what no i mean it's usually like justin thomas or dj or you know yeah speech somebody like that i mean there are guys that'll get up there you know but they're you know guy it if people fall apart in the U.S. Open, it's like they fall completely apart. Yeah. It's like the plane comes apart at Mach 1 in midair. But if you're an, but let's say if you're the number one amateur there, though, don't you get a tour card or something? What's the deal with the U.S. Open? So if you, if you win it, okay, run, run it down for me as a. What, what do you get for winning the yeah, U.S. Open? I mean, well, so, yeah, so the U.S. Open is different than other majors in the sense that it's open, right? Right. So amateurs can play in it. So if you're an amateur and you – what do you have to do to, to – to, if you win the tournament, obviously what happens? Do you, do you get a, a tour card or do you get – No. <laughs> Actually, amateurs can, well, no, wait a minute. amateurs can play in three of the majors. Yeah. The U.S. Open, the Open Championship, and the Masters all will all have amateurs in it. The PGA will not, I don't believe. Yeah. So, but if you win the U.S. Open, that doesn't get you anything other than just the fact that you won the U.S. Well, Open. not really, because it's run by the USGA instead of anything affiliated with the PGA. Right. If you are an amateur going in here, and that's how you got qualified into it, so you have to, you have to qualify in, and you're an amateur, you have to play as an amateur. The only advantage you get is if you're in a, a, a top 10, anybody in the top 10 automatically gets invited back next year. The problem is, is if you're an amateur and you get that, that means you have to keep your amateur status to play again. Um, 
Somebody did that. I can't remember who it was. Waited a year and kept their amateur status. Yeah, they had to. They had come back, and it might have been. It might have been the the ladies. U, the U.S. Open. But well, you get a you get a handshake, and then the second place guy gets a big check, which I don't agree with. I think I think if you're an amateur and you get in there and you win it, you should say, you know what, give me the cash. <laughs> so if you're an amateur and you win the tournament, you get nothing. No money. You get a trophy. You do get the trophy. Now, what if you want to – if you enter as an amateur, can you not change your mind if you win it and say, just kidding, I'm going pro now? Nope. You have to declare before the tournament. And in those, however you however you qualify is how you have to be. But if you won it as an amateur, everyone would remember your name from now until the end of time. Well – Let's see when the last time an amateur won the tournament. Well, it says, uh, I'll tell you right now. I just Googled it because I was curious. Then uh, Ken Venturi won it as an amateur. This is uh, five amateurs have won eight U.S. Opens in history. Francis Wimay in 1913. Yep. Jerome Travers, 1915. Charles Evans, Jr., 1916. Bobby Jones, four times. Oh, yeah. 1923, yeah. 26, 29, and 30, and John Goodman in 1933. That's before he got the Roland Roseanne, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when he was a flat belly. Where, where, where apparently he makes some money. <laughs> what the, the, maybe Venturi was runner-up one year. I was thinking he – maybe that was a Masters, you know, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, Bobby Jones was always an amateur. So he'd win. He got the Grand Slam, but by winning the U.S. Am, the British Amateur, the Open, and the uh, U.S. Open, all in the same year. So, wow! I'm learning something. So Bobby Jones is never a professional golfer. Nope. That is uh, that is a amazing fact that I can't believe I didn't know, and now I do know, and. I'm going to use that at a party at some point. Yeah, I don't. But the thing is, is also to remember at that time, a professional being a professional golfer was a different than being one now. There wasn't really a tour. Professional golfers basically went from like exhibition to exhibition, like your. Oh, yeah. And, you know, basically did a bunch of gambling and stuff like that. Yeah, he was a practicing attorney for a large part of his career, I think. Yeah. Then he bought a little bit of land in uh, Georgia. Well, even that's how the NFL used to be. Because I remember my my little brother in the house. His dad was uh, played for the Green Bay Packers, but you know during the summer he had to come back and <laughs> take a real job to make <laughs> to make ends meet. And he was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's basically the LPGA right now. Like most of those girls on there, because their season's a lot shorter than the PGA Tour. They'll they'll be like nurses and stuff. Yeah, let me tell you something though. <clears throat> they could play. Oh. Well, you saw that a girl won the first DP World Tour, do perfect world tour over there in Europe. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it, the uh, no the old Euro Tour is now called the dude uh I'm mean, sorry, the DP World Tour. Okay. Do you guys know who Dude Perfect is? No. Uh, Isn't that a like a an app you try to shoot the basketball into? Yeah, it's 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 where they do like oh, these tricks on the videos yeah. and stuff. So 
Yeah. It's called the DP World Tour. Some people call it the Dude Perfect, which is just a a, a, a slap name. But um, they, they had a tournament that it was actually a co-sanctioned event. So it was, it was women and men playing on the same course in the same tournament. They just played from different tees. And a female won it. Well, I would think that's the only reason that that the the females aren't as good as the males is because they move the tees. They make the drive more important than, you know, because if, you, if the fact of the matter is if, if they were to play on a target golf course, there's some of those girl, ladies that, that whew, lights out. Oh yeah. They'll dominate it. So no, I, I thought that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited for the U S open. I think it's uh, it's going to be good television, you know, definitely some good uh, Sunday, Sunday watch in there. But you know what? To your point about the PGA and live and the, uh, the whole controversy, hey, you know what? We live in a competitive world, and the fact of the matter is that the development of a league like the LIV is only can only do one of two things: it either make the PGA better, more attractive, because there's a reason that league exists. It doesn't exist because the PGA was so awesome that no one could ever envision anything else, right? So. It, <clears throat> This ought to be instructive for the PGA. And if, in fact, if they can't compete, then everyone's going to migrate over to these other formats. And whether it's a corporate sponsored format like the DP tour, you know, or the live tour, which is, a, I guess, a consortium of, of, of in, uh, investors. Um, but, you know, competition is a good thing. So and I know, I mean, people say, oh, it just it just, you know, detracts from the purity of the game. But I don't see how it does that, really. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that if you've got a talent, that talent, look, make no mistake about it. The people that are on the PGA, their talent's for sale. That's why they're not playing. I mean, they love to play golf for sure, but they also want to make a buttload of money. I'll go back to the most ridiculous stat that exists in golf today. That as of today, Dustin Johnson's golf-related career earnings exceed that of Tiger Woods. That is complete and utter bullshit, fallacy, yeah, horrorism. I mean, it, it used to be oh, that's how you ranked yourself, right? By by your accomplishments, how many tournaments you won, and that equated to career earnings. Only because Tiger turned down the offer, though. Well, that's a good point. I heard but it was in a high nine. Still, but still, if you're looking at uh, most golf-related career winnings, who would you expect to be at the top? Absolutely. I mean, I agree with not you. Not somebody that got $100 million for not doing anything except signing his name and infidel blood. Well, I mean, it's just like boxing where the, you know, the two guys show up. It ought to be a 95-5 split on the purse, but it's not. You know, even the loser, you know, if you're, if you're going up against Mike Tyson and you lose, you still get $20 million. That's just an unfortunate – situation but i agree with you but on the other hand you know tiger could have gone and done that and then tiger still be at the top of the list i mean if that's how he wants to rank himself well but, he, he could have but he ranks himself by the size of his trophy room which is the way golf yeah. greatness should be ranked i think well do you think in the annals of golf history this is going to change the ranking no i just yeah. think it's uh I mean, look Man, at the competition they're playing your, against. If you had your C-team salesman at OmniValve get a job offer from your competitor 
and he now made twice as much money as your best salesman, you'd go, that doesn't really hold water. Well, no, but I'd also say good riddance. <laughs> have, have at them. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. You know, I mean. Uh... Okay, so I, th- I thought of a comparable for you guys. All right. Career earnings on the NBA. Michael Jordan isn't even the top 100. Oh, yeah, salaries have just blown up there. So it's. Yeah. Um, those guys in the 80s and 90s weren't even in the same stratosphere uh, than what they're making now. Well, you know, look at Bobby Jones, the guy that made probably had the best year ever in golf. Zero earnings. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not even sure how he got across the pond. I think he might have to pay for his own way. But, I mean, not even Tiger was able to do what he did. They had to make up the Tiger Slam. Oh, yeah. Because he couldn't do all four in one year. So, Yeah. Well, and even Tiger didn't make the majority of his money on golf earnings. No. Well, and I think that's that's the biggest misnomer about the PGA Tour, what it provides to these people. And it provided to all these people that are going. The only reason these people probably, almost all of them make two to three times what they make on course, off course. Call me old fashioned, but I prefer a meritocracy. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, I, well, I do too. I just wish they would structure it like that, yeah. you know, but it, look, it, if, if somebody started the, you know, if the XFL uh, when it existed, uh, didn't, you know, wasn't offering basically, but amounts to minimum wage for the, the, the scrub players to come move over there. If they were actually paying out, contracts that were three or four, five, six X, what the NFL players were earning, how long do you think it would be before those guys were going over to the XFL? I mean, I, it's an unfortunate situation, but money talks and bullshit. Yeah. Walks and, and Colin Kaepernick might have a job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't disagree. I mean, I think the only thing that the only real problem with the live is a who's at the head of it. And B, who's funding it? And those, those are the only two problems people really have. I think what you're saying about that, because the PGL is another one that they were trying to get that going. And then I think it will spur the PGA Tour and them to, to innovate and, and be more competitive. But I did think about this. Okay, so here's something weird. Can you name another sport where you know what how much money the winner makes for winning a tournament? Boxing. Yes, that's true. You know, a per, you know the purse there. I mean, there aren't there a lot of auto racing? Yeah, yeah. Tennis. I mean, because most of them we like are like football. There's no, you win a game and there's no, there's no prize that gets paid out for winning that. Well, that's what I mean. If Joe, if, if Joe's got a point, and that is that meritocracies are always funner to watch, and that's why I don't understand why. For instance, they don't make, say, the Masters. Okay, the winner gets $100 million. Okay. Second place, maybe $1 million, You know, and then they, they graduate a scale down to the point where it's so incredibly lucrative to win that you focus on that winning. Yeah. Uh, instead of, you know, now, I mean, those guys can go over to the LIV, I guess. They don't even have to sh- – I mean – no, they have to play, I guess. They have to, it's a participation trophy and it's a very lucrative one. Yeah. The last place finisher got $120,000. Yeah. See, that's just, uh, 
See, that's that's so bad that it's so good for the, <laughs> the guys that are taking the deal. They're like, hell yeah, I'll sign yeah. me up for that. They should have called it the Millennial League. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I I hundred percent agree. I think that that that's that. I don't know. I think we'll see. I think you're going to see great changes. I do think you're going to see a lot. Of this next one that that's here in America, you're going to see a lot more guys jump. That's where you're seeing your Brysons. Um, and the real problem is, is that they can start getting. Bryson is the the first person I think that's going over there that is a legitimate kind of. I hate to say superstar, but he is a he is a a top ten player that most people know outside of like the high golf range. False. I think he once was. I think he's so screwed up by his quest <laughs> for club head speed. I don't think he's ever going to get back to where he was. I really don't. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know what this is. Yeah. What What's the fable about the what? Oh, they're like a kid's fable about somebody that. Like, Tortoise in the hair? Tortoise in the hair, yeah. Uh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, here, here's my biggest fear, though, about this LIV, is it's getting ready to become the uh, the Cowboy Network. I mean, they're getting ready to get Matthew Wolf. They're, they're going to get Ricky. They're getting – they got Uline. Well, and they're setting up uh, the thing where you can bet. You know, I mean, this – the fact is that that league is embracing the – the sort of extended network of interaction, interactivity, and technology that the PGA hasn't done yet. And that maybe that's what it forces the PGA to do. Maybe the PGA says, okay, look, perhaps we need to take control of our, uh, you know, broadcast rights and do it more like the Masters does, make it a streaming event where people can log in, choose their favorite players, follow their favorite groups. Maybe they even integrate a betting aspect to it. Maybe they do something to make it more interesting than just, the gentleman's game that, you know, look, they're going to have to do something to baseball too. Golf's not the only sport they're going to have to do something with. Yeah. You have a point about golf though, because if it's not a major or maybe two or three tournaments, like, you know, TPC or Doral or whatever, I could care less who wins the Valspar class. Right. You know? But don't they keep, don't they keep points? And have a uh, isn't like the San Diego finish league where if you win tournaments you get points and at the end of the year they declare a points champion like NASCAR. Or, I mean, okay, here's <laughs> somebody, the problem with this: is somebody having some stomach issues? <laughs> Are you guys here on that? <laughs> or is somebody messing? Fuller runs to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my God! What was that? <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, you're going to love my uh, update. What is that? <laughs> Fuller, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost worried that we need to uh, just send a doctor to somebody. I know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right sean what's the agenda here we, yeah, we well, let's set. get this thing going all right, yeah, let's get going here okay first off okay um all right let's read our unsanctioned ad read of the week all right and we're going off uh we're going because of joe's uh um hydration strategy 
That is who picks our unsanctioned ad read of the week. This is a completely unsanctioned ad read that we do just because we want to. Um, and hopefully we don't get sued at any point in time for doing these. And if we do, that'd be fun. That'd be some great press. Cause that means everybody would have heard about it. See, that's our whole game. All right. Truly hard seltzers. Life is full of flavor with 30 flavors and counting. We've got one for every occasion. Joe, how many of the occasions did you have in your bag last weekend? Four. How many were good occasions? Three. <laughs> there was one that was, I'm trying to figure out what it is. It was like classic lime or something. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> oh, so, so what's in the can? Good question. The short answer, a whole lot. Inside every can of Truly is a fresh adventure. Just wait and be open and plenty of seltzer. That's because you never know where your next sip will take you. Maybe a boat, maybe a bar crawl, maybe a boarding a flight that's scheduled to a secluded island off the coast of Croatia that you always thought about going to. You know, the one with the bottomless seafood buffet. Yeah, you know. That is legitimately on their website. That's their sales pitch. Do you know there's a truly bar in LA? I Oh, you know what it was? Oh, no wonder. <laughs> what was it a mixer? Oh God. <laughs> no, it was truly classic lime. I didn't see the margarita style. Oh. <laughs> that explains a lot. God, it was horrible. <laughs> I think I, I had two double bogeys when I had that one open. <laughs> Hey, speaking, I, of double, speaking of double bogeys, can we talk about the tournament? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, we're, we're back here. I'm mad. Uh-oh. All yeah. right, vent number 11, South Lakes. Uh, we wanted to take it easy on the boys after a rough week end at Forest Ridge. Forest Ridge kicked some people in the cojones, left them bending over, so we thought we'll go to a really nice place, South Lakes. It's reasonably priced, nice open fairways, would lead to an enjoyable time at South at Jinx in South at G, in Jinx at South Lakes. It was built in 1989 by our own Hecken Kemper, who I believe also built Forest Ridge, didn't he? He did. He did. See, not anything alike. You can't look at those two courses and think they're anything the same. Uh, 1989. So it is. Now here's what's crazy. Okay, so we thought we'd play it as a short course. Um, it is, it's a 6,400 yard par 71. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this course, but for some reason we think we got to back it up because it's a short course. Uh, but the golds are 5,800 yards, which is probably 5,800 to 6,000 we want to play as a par 72. But we keep backing it up. Everyone thinks it's an easy course, too. They say, oh, we're going to go play Salt uh, South Lake so to get a breather. And it's, I mean, <laughs> I mean, sure, it's forgiving in some ways, but whew. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing I'll say about this course, the way it's set up, it, it, is, it is fairly friendly. It's pretty open. There's definitely a lot. There's only, like, one hole that I can think of that you really get in trouble for losing the ball uh, right. That would be three. Because there's a pond to the right. Yeah. Yeah. You really get a hold of yeah. one. Uh, More of the that, troubles on the left. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's made for people. If you slice, you're you're okay in that course. You're not gonna get a lot of trouble. You hit a hook or you, you know, you put a power draw, like my boy Joe, Joe and his new power draw. It's impressive. The hook to see. holes that'll get you. Let's count them. One, <laughs> three. Uh uh four five seven no not seven eight nine ten eleven twelve yeah 13 not really 14 will get you uh 15 16 yeah 17's okay well no 17's got 17 water gets water on the so we're gonna go through everyone but so every that's like 19 holes that you can get in trouble on <laughs> if you hit it left yeah <laughs> i never had thought of that before but really i mean it's it, it's 100 percent set up not yeah. to hit the ball left yeah wow <laughs> so all right so so uh what i want to do real quick is you know we we go through here we call good holes bad hole and what our favorites but i'd like to just i want to go really quick and get you guys impressions on each hole i'll give a quick quick description of it and then you guys can kind of Come in on what your description is of what your feelings are for that hole. So the first hole is hold on, I'm completely not prepared. It, it would be number one. Yeah, is that yeah. is that where we start the? Are we, <laughs> this is this wasn't a shotgun start. Um, hold on, I, I'm sorry. I, jeez, Johnson, this is where you're supposed to fill. Okay, first Wait, hole I, three three ninety one par four straight ahead. It's got a little tree up near the uh, right side of the green, and the green tilts from back to front. What's you guys' thoughts on now, that? Now, Sean, it's a gentle dog leg left. There's no dog leg. It's a gentle Joe, back me up here, bro. It's a gentle dog leg you left. You don't want to be on the right side. I'll put it that way. I mean, it it may have a, a right sided pregnancy on it. It's got a bump out. It's got a bump out. I, I'll go with the bump out. It's an, an easy three. five. You mean that big tree? Well, yeah. if you're short of the tree. It's an easy five, unless you're Connolly Phipps, and then you just yeah. hard a two on it <laughs> and go to the next t box. Yeah. Hold I'll on. Talk about that later. Got, my better half is having trouble. Just a minute. Was uh, anybody in Connolly's uh, group yesterday? Can, can you guys hear me? I, yeah. I absolutely yeah. was in his group. Yeah, it was the most uh, – I'll talk about that as a, a shot forever. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So what, what, what did he did, do? Did it bounce off a fence post or <laughs> no? Or just draw um, right in and go in the hole? It pretty much did that. I actually Gibson was the one that said he said I think that went in the hole. Conley was behind me and a little. I don't know if he was as far right as I was. Um, and he took a five wood and just smoked it. And um, we walk up there and I walked across the green. We didn't even look in the cup. He walks in, walks up. And it's sitting in there. Uh, so I can't tell you how far it was, but it was a five wood that he smoked. And <laughs> it was, it was just beautiful. That, that it was as pure as pure could be. So, so his drive was not spectacular, but the second shot is all it took. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, we're a bunch of shot bastards. Of we automatically get, well, what happened <laughs> on his drive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a five wood into that. Yeah, I think I had like wood. an eight iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He it was the shot of the day. It's most amazing thing. He was on his five wood was on, but that was the best shot he hit. <laughs> All right, the second hole, par three. It's got water left. 
way left. Way left. You got it's pretty straight ahead. It comes out a little bit in front, I think. Kind of tears up there, but uh, elevated. Another back to front green. What do you guys think of that hole? Yeah. Well, I threw a dart on that hole with about a six foot birdie putt. <clears throat> Missed it. It's about an average par three. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. All right, um, third hole, three seventy one. This one is a, sl- a a a slight a slight dogleg left. This one I'll give you the slight dogleg left around the trees. Um, it's got if you if you go too far right, there's a pond. Too far left, you're in the nice cool shade. Yeah, lots of shade over there to the left. Yeah, that's a good hole. It's pretty skinny down there in the, the landing area. I mean, yeah. if you get a good drive, you'll be fine if you steer it. The The problem with it is it goes straight south. And if you have any south wind at all and you get the ball offline just a little bit, it's going to shove you over where you don't want to be. Yeah. It's a I, big green. I always seem, yeah, I always seem to hit it over in those trees. So it's, it's probably my second – my uh, number eight's my most hated hole, but three probably is my second. There you go. All right. Uh, where are we at? Four. Four. That this one, this one bends around. Dog another dog leg left. A lot of dog leg lefts here. Uh-huh. Uh, uh around the pond. You got a trap on the right at about two hundred and a little mm-hmm. shed down there. I like that hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice yeah, hole. It's wide open. All right. The next one, five. Five is a hard dog leg. It's a 90 degree. It's harder than it looks. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. That water will jump out there and grab I, you. I had I, a revelation. Like hole. Go ahead. I just say, I, I, I like that hole when I make the decision that I'm not going over the water. I just play long. Because if I do anything else, it, I get screwed. I used to bitch because I always had like 170 to the hole, you know? Yeah. But it finally dawned on me. If I wanted to have a 130-yard shot to the hole, I had to hit it to the spot on the fairway that was 130 yards in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I never aimed. I mean, really, I yeah. never aimed at that spot. And I was always like, how come I'm always 170 yards up? Well, I was <laughs> aiming at the spot that was 170 yeah. yards up. Because you naturally aim at those traps that are just straight out there. Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're a ways away from over there. Yeah. But in order to go at get to hunt 30, You've got to be willing to uh, Hit a flirt with the water. Off. So, all right. Um, six. 200-yard par three. It's bullshit. <laughs> hate that yeah, hole. This, this hole is so, so funny because it's just a straight shot to the green, okay? Yeah. And it's the hole that everyone screws up. And I don't know why. They either Whoa. crank it left. 200 yards. Yeah, I mean, but 200 yard shot, you have to land in a 20 yard wide opening. You know, I mean, it, it looks wide open, but where you have to land it to get it on the green, 
And it's always so wet in front of the green. Nothing ever hits and rolls up on the green on that hole, it doesn't seem. Yeah. But if, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's a 200-yard par three. That's, a, that's what the pros are playing. Once again. John, do you know what league we're in, buddy? Yeah. 6,400-yard par yeah. 71. <laughs> Great choice. It's a choke down driver. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're, we might just go. All right. So we'll, we'll go seven. We're going to go just through the front nine. Seven. Dog leg right. It's a legitimate dog leg, a slight dog leg. It's a C. Now that's just, it's basically a straight hole with a You got to play it as a dog leg, though. Well, you got the traps about 225 on along the left, trees on the right, and then you have a pond that's short right of the, mm -hmm. the elevated green. Yeah, but if you go, if you go 10 yards right, yeah. You know, at all, you're in the Easy trees. Way. Yeah, and you're, you're you yeah. left. You're in the bunker. Got to play it like it's a dog leg. Yeah, which which one thing I have to say is, can the, I mean, I'm willing to go out there and buy these guys like a one of those extension saws to cut cut to trim up those trees a little bit. They're they're a hot mess. So you're saying you don't like the game of golf? No, I think I think you need to trim your bushes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like I don't like the European. I'm American golf. I like American golf. I like. Well, I was like Joe would tell me I would hit a I would hit a tree. I was like that. I hit a great shot. It just hit that branch. He goes, "You're not supposed to hit the branch. It's a tree." <laughs> you should join the Heritage Hills if you like no tree, Sean. Yeah. Oh, all right. Eight eight is a really long par four. Plays That's right next to the road. Ugh, I'm with Lance. That's my least favorite hole in the course. It sucks. My, my second least favorite. <laughs> and it, it wasn't yesterday, but when I play it, sometimes in the evening, sun's right in your eyes. You can't see where it's going. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you're then you're playing dodgeball with cars because they're right there. But I hate it. Yeah, that, that one actually, I, I legitimately pushed it to the right, had kind of this window that I had the, you know, where you got like a branch and you're going to go under it and then over the next tree. Because I'm that good. See, I can do that. Um, I instead of going under over, I went under under with a bladed um like eight iron, ended on the back of the green. Thought I was gonna go on the street, but I chipped it up, got close. It was one of my best chips of the day. Made the putt. Simple par. All right, and then let finally on the back the front nine, the last hole, par five, the only par five on the front nine, 539 yards. Now this one is I mean, it's just dead. Goes right next to the road on the left. It's a good hole. I think most people get in trouble on it, though, because it's, I mean, it's like a freaking runway, right? Like, just, you just think you have the green light, and most people try to hit it too hard. Yeah. I mean, you can hit, you can hit a, a decent driver in a seven iron, and you have 100 yards to the pin. Oh, yeah. And everybody's thinking, I'm going to crush a driver. And then hit a three wood right in the screws and be, you know, yeah, <laughs> four or five foot eagle putt, and it never works out. It worked out one time for Lonnie, and so that's his philosophy on every hole of that nature. Yeah, <laughs> and you had a tailwind yesterday. Yeah, just thinking about hitting hard. So, but all in all, I think it's a good that like I think the front nine is probably the easier of the two. So we'll say the course like is the back better. What? I always play the back a lot better. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't yesterday, but <laughs> typically I think yeah. I do. I have a bone to pick with Chambers because, you know, he, he broke the, the rule, the first rule of golf club, which is you never, ever, 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 ever tell another member of your foursome how great they are playing in the middle of a round. Because <laughs> you say that. As soon as you mention that, everything goes to hell. And that exact thing happened to me. I was having a round of my life, and Chambers goes, man, you're, just, you're playing so well. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. Could. Okay. From that point forward, I doubled every other hole on the front nine and proceeded <laughs> to fall completely apart on the back nine. And it's because of his grimoire that he unleashed on me. Hey, we won't cover the whole back nine, but yeah. can we talk about how fucked up number 10 was yesterday? Yeah, we need to talk about 10. Because because they have this big, long, you know. I, I, I forgot how close the tee box was to the fence until just now. Yeah, yeah. so they this huge tee box, and they, they put the tees all the way towards the back. You know, they want to stretch it out. But there's a tree that, I mean, is, I mean, You've got to keep a blow. I mean, you had what eight feet to stay. I think it was, yeah, nine or ten feet, I would guess, to the bottom of the tree. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna scoot over to the to the left hand side to give me as <laughs> much room as possible. Well, lo and behold, when I take my club back, it clangs right into the fence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you'd broken your driver. <laughs> hey, that was one of the best holes I had all day. Oh god. <laughs> I know. I hate that hole because I finally got one out there, and then I hit this great drive. The second shot, I, I hit it left, almost goes OB, but I got enough room for a shot. I hit this great thing on the iron, a great iron onto the green. I've got a long putt, and that's the one where the pin was sitting on the side of a mountain, on like the on the yep. peak of a mountain. Is that even legal, or is that just bad sportsmanship on the part of the greenskeeper. No, all the yeah. pin placements, though, were on the margins of the greens. Did you notice that? They were all in weird yeah. locations. It's like they know we're coming. I've never, I've never played... seen a pin placement like a couple of those we had at South Lake Chester. You know, shouldn't, that, shouldn't you take that as a compliment? Oh, the Sandy McFittish guys are coming. We're going to have to make this really tough. I wonder if that guy from La Fortune got transferred over there, maybe. I... Well, I mean, they're they're net they're sister courses, so they probably share a guy. Yeah. They share. I played it Friday. I played it Friday as well, and the pins were not in the same spot, but they were they were they were tough spots. I don't know. It's it's the toughest I can remember for those those pin placements both days. All right. It says right here, according to Rule fifteen three, the most important factor when deciding where to place a hole is good judgment in deciding what gives a fair results. The USDA so also word. admonishes tournament officials not to be tricky when choosing hole locations. Mm -hmm. So in other words, it's totally subjective and unenforceable in any way. So these poor guys have been working with herbicides most of their adult life. <laughs> yeah. They haven't made probably the best life choices up to this point. Nope. And they're just, Giving the finger to the rest of the world. Yeah, because because right here, here's here's the here's the smoking gun. The USJ suggests it's not a rule, suggestion 
that at least two foot radius surrounding the hole should be nearly as as possible of a uniform grade. I mean, that thing was on the peak yeah. of Mount Everest. It was, no, it was uniform. It was all downhill. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made my putt from above the hole, though. Oh, I four-putted no. that green. Four-putted. That was the end of my disaster right there. I couldn't recover. So, all right. So, um, winners and losers this week. In third place, Conley with the eagle put him right in there. Took it away from our fourth place guy. Who got fourth place this week? Does it matter? That was me, I think. Oh, was it you? Look at that. Gilbert in fourth, Conley in fifth, Phipps in third, Officer in second, and our own Lance in your pants fuller, first place, victory victory lap please tell us about your experience so um i i said this before it's a it, it could happen again it may not happen again it was you know it's it it was um surprising not just to you guys but probably to me so we'll go from there uh, it doesn't hurt when you have a handicap because i'm not the not the greatest at it but i will tell you it helps that gibson and Phipps played well. I think that I think you feed a little bit off when you've got guys in your in your group that are that are playing well. Um, uh, it didn't hurt that I started off really hot and got. I think I had bogey par par, which probably with my ops put me at four under after three holes. Um, and then it was just a matter of managing it. I didn't drive the ball well all day, but I. I, I hadn't been hitting my irons very well or my approaches and those were better. Sean, you played with me twice at, um, unfortunately for you at Forest Ridge and I couldn't hit an iron. So, um, it was, it was you know what you, you did, know, Lance, what, you know what you didn't have what did I do? any triple bogey. What did I not have? You, you, I did not have a triple, you had bogey. No triple bogey. Yeah. I mean, is um, this your best, best? I mean, you straight up shot is 94. Is that your best score on, on record? Four eighteen, yes. It's impressive. Yeah, I, I think. Well, yeah, you deserve. Um, you know, you you throw down your best round, you expect to win. Yeah. So it's it's good it worked out that way. Yeah, and and you know, it's I am I am not uh, I'm not sorry to win. Um, it it's it's nice. I know the course. It's the one I've played probably the most, so that helps. Um, and. Like I said, I was hitting things straight. Um, all of that played into it. It was a good day for me. Apparently, yeah, I, I, uh, I play well when it's hot. Maybe that's what it is there. But it was nice. It was a good round. I didn't, I didn't have a blow up hole. I typically have one or two around where I just, you got a nine or a ten or an eight or, you know, I've had some twelves before and didn't have that yesterday. I, um, and that saved me because. Uh, like you said, Michael, no, no triples, which meant I pretty much was even or under for every hole when you counted all the, the strokes I was getting. So it was, for me, it was fun. Uh, um, and like I said, it, it did help that, that uh, Chuck and, and Conley played well, because I think that made it just easier to, to do that. Nobody was struggling that day, yesterday. 
That's you were minus nine yesterday. That is by far the lowest score in any tournament so far. I think I think the previous lowest winning score was minus one or minus two. Yeah. It, you know it was, it was, yeah. Oh, sorry, Mike. No, no, go ahead. No, I, it was, I played, I played well. Um, that's probably for right now, it's probably as good as I could have done and um, made it a whole, I will admit, made it a whole lot easy on 18. I didn't have to worry <laughs> about anything. Nobody. It's 62. Funny. Yeah. Uh, Phipps told me at some point he goes, he pulled it up and he goes, you want to know? And I'm like, I guess it doesn't matter. And I guess I was ahead by three. I knew I was up by four going into 18. And so I was not going to, I just going to play it. Um, and I didn't really hit a great tee shot, but I hit uh, a pretty good second and third. And then it was just a matter of three putting from the edge. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, when you're four up, it's tough. In my head, I'm going, I, I can get a 10 and still you know, tie for this. I can get a that's nine. That's Scotty Scheffler type of round right there. Yeah, that was that was you know I, not that I would have completely choked it off, but that sure helped me not do it. I'll, yeah. I'll admit that. Oh, so it was it was great fun. round. Yeah, and and so Lance, you are you you joined the league kind of you kind of came in at, at Kinderhook last year, kind of a, a late uh, a late call, got called up to the, yeah. the majors, and so this is your first full season with us. I, I I'd like to get an impression. How do you think so much of the league and how it's going and what's going on so far? So it's, um, I think some of you are some of the guys I had played with a little bit last year. I think uh, Two Gloves and Joe and Schultz. Uh, I, there may have been some others. Obviously, I'd played with Gibson and Potts before. So I knew some of those guys before Kinderhook. Um, you know, it, uh, quite frankly, it's, um, Kinderhook made this year easier because I at least got a chance to, to in, interact with everybody. Um, and then this year it was, it, it's, it's more about me. I, 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 my only goal is I don't want to finish last. So that was the only thing I really had going into that part. I, I like all the courses. There's ones I've never played before. Um, the one in Cushing, I would have never played before. Um, Kinderhook last year, I would have never played before. Um, so that part is that part is is really uh, good. I'm disappointed I couldn't play Bailey Ranch, the one in Owasso. I just had stuff going on that week, so that's the part that's fun. Um, I do like the fact that they skip, they switch around who who you play with. So you get a chance to see who, you know, everybody kind of how they play. Um, you know, I I'll throw it back a little bit to yesterday. What is it? Carrie shoots like a 78. That was like amazing. Um, you know, I realized that that. Uh, he didn't have near the strokes he gets for that, but man, a 78 would have been just been just amazing to see. Um, and all of you guys have been pretty good with me because I'm not always that good. Uh, I will, I will, I will hack a lot at certain times and, and uh, everybody's been really good in just, just letting me get through that part. So it's, it's been fun. I appreciate it. We enjoyed having you. So at least I do. Some of these guys on the pod don't. They talk about you behind your back, but I personally enjoy having you on. <laughs> Schultz is the worst. Schultz yeah. tried to. Schultz trying to get Chambers to run my, run me over and yeah, me, I guess that's see <laughs> he changed his tactic on two gloves because he just started talking to him and he tried to run me over. So sorry about that, CG. Watch out for Chambers. Comes after you. Yeah, he's a he's a this veneer of 
super nice guy underneath which lies the assassin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's the live golf guy. He goes for wherever the money is. No, oh, he, he's, he's completely selling out. Yeah. Uh, he was a yeah. uh, so, you know to, to give him some crap. Poor Chambers. He he had the he had a really bad round. He just was he just he felt it. Nothing was working, yeah. and he he got so frustrated. Because I mean, he couldn't hit a drive. He couldn't hit anything, and he just poor guy. <laughs> I've been there before, but boy, I tell you what, he he had a bad, bad, bad round. <laughs> That's for sure. So he and I played Friday from the Blues, and he shot a 101. I think he shot a 109 yesterday. I shot a 106. Um, and he he felt his drives weren't great. But he was hitting his irons fantastic, and then you just basically we flipped on Sunday. He couldn't hit anything. Um, and that's yeah, that's that's frustrating. I don't know if he was hitting everything right, but he sure was on uh, on Friday. He was everything was going right on him. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know what's impressive to me actually is how many of the guys with the super low handicaps are actually still managing to, to compete. I mean, just leading the league, Lander tied for third and eighth position. Okay, so you're not at the bottom. Okay, and uh, but for Joe. It's Joe Schultz, Purcell, Carey. That's number one, two, three, four. Okay. Of those guys, Schultz has a high handicap, but Gilbert, Purcell, and Odd don't. They have low handicaps, and they're still uh, racking up points. And that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I if you if you have a low handicap, you have to really play great golf to be able to compete in a tournament with a guy like me that's got a twenty handicap. <laughs> You know, I think so. what has happened this year is the guys that still have a little higher handicap, those are down some, but their the range of their scores has tightened up quite a bit. So you don't have anybody shooting way over their handicap or way under. Everybody's probably plus or minus four from their handicap, you know, on average, I would say. That's what's given. That's what's given lower handicap people uh, more of a shot this year. As I think, everybody has stabilized a little. You, you don't have the big wild swings and scores from people. Right. You, you don't have people that are that are shooting. I mean, nine under their handicap. That just doesn't happen. Usually, it's it's two to four is about as big as you get. Usually, it's more like one or two, and they're coming in coming in pretty flat to the score. So. You're welcome. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that's that's it. So so that is it. That so right now, uh, Joe's got a four point shot on the shocker. It's pretty much two man race. I'm in third place with it's 23 points behind. But I missed the next two tournaments. My season is over. I'm now just trying to keep the third place spot. I'm gonna come back hard on the last tournament and try to mess up and keep my third spot. There's a gaggle of guys right behind me at, at about 30 points. So Schultz has got yeah. a big advantage because he's the defending champion at the par three this Ooh. week. So so we got the par three, but before we get into the par three, okay? Because because we have we have a little beef. All right. Johnson, you can't turn off your don't turn off your lights. You there? Well, I was uh, taking a sip of wine. All right. Look, you can drink all the wine you want on this podcast. This is an adult <laughs> only. Um, 
All right. So, so my understanding is I've heard rumblings that you're trying to live golf me on our podcast, that you're wanting to start a, a rival podcast and steal my ta- steal the talent from the oh, SMGL absolutely, podcast. No, absolutely not. No, there's no possible way I would do that. But I will say this. You got a uh, Bogart-like grasp on the creative content that goes into the Sandy and Finish podcast, and you've got to relinquish some of that there, Hot Rod. Just saying. I, I'm, I would love for people to give me what they want to do. I'm, I'm here. No, you didn't, no, you didn't because I tried to do it. Now, look, you know what? I'm going to play my – you know what? We're going to do this live because I thought we were going to – We're going. I'm going to play my update live. Hold on. I'm doing it. We're not going to be able to hear it, but that's okay. I, I have Bear a live you. tape from Mikey Two Gloves at a party after two bottles of wine. wine. <laughs> Your podcast hey. sucks. The podcast is horrible. No, it's the podcast not the case. really sucks. It's just you guys a, are a giant waste of oxygen. No, it's just a weird. Quit. Here's the deal: we're a great group of guys. We have a, a, a pretty compelling deal, but I think that uh, the podcast could benefit from some additional content. I don't know what the hell. I'm doing. Okay, so so you're gonna work on. I'll tell you what: I will splice in your your thing right here. Okay, do it. All right, it's I can't do it now, but I'll do it. I'll right. post production. That's, that's what I'm talking about. You don't even have the technology. What, what, what the f? You don't have the technology to splice in audio live. Well, I thought about it. I've, I'm starting to do some work on it, dude. Come on. You know how much you know how much investment we put into this. Well, I offered to be an actual paying sponsor, and you turned me down. I told you you could bring all your content for free, and you chose not to give it to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <gasps> he's frozen he's frozen I'm offended. I'm offended no look hey i i but here's the deals okay so so this is where we're going to go with this okay so you get ready because i know you've got to have like a month well, worth I'm of gonna, scheduling well, I'm, gonna play this. I'm gonna play this because i think that it'll work we'll see if it'll work if not you can edit it out here well, we go that's a lot of work all you Sandy McFinish podcast fans, it's Mikey Two Gloves here, coming to you live from aboard the Two Glove Institute's brand new Gulfstream G700. Can you hear that? AKA the Titan of the Skies. Because once you become the OG of an exploding global movement, achieve a certain level of financial success, and gather a cult-like entourage of scantily clad hotties, it's the only way to fly, baby. You know... I was shadow banned from the podcast for some time by Mr. Purcell, who was clearly envious of my newfound fame and fortune. But I'm back and with a vengeance because Sean is nothing but a pathetic podcast ratings whore. No, wait, strike that. There are ratings whores, and then there is Sean, who is more like a podcast ratings street hooker. Let's put it this way if Schulte likes fluffers, he would love. Sean, the podcast rating street hooker. You picking up what I'm laying down? (laughs) So predictably, in his quest for the next podcast ratings pop, he started begging me to come back and provide more Two Gloves updates, (laughs) which admittedly makes some sense, considering the interest in the Two Gloves movement in general and the Two Gloves Institute in particular has accelerated like a hypersonic missile. But I digress. 
in keeping with the Two Club Institute's mission of paying it forward and helping our fellow competitive golfers make outrageous improvements to their golf games. Today, I am proud to announce exclusively on the Sandy McFittish podcast, the worldwide launch of the first of two incredible new products that will soon be referred to as the must-have bifecta of golf. Now, I know what you're thinking. One of these must-have new products has got to be a new and improved, nay, a unique pair of golf gloves, and you would be right. But old MTG isn't about to deliver the most potent seed from the sperm bank in his first pearl necklace. Oh, no. No siree, Bob. The piece de resistance will only be revealed when I am damn good and ready, and no sooner. So that brings us to the first of the two Two Glove Institute's products to be made available for non-member purchase. Have you ever had one of those on-the-course intestinal fortitude issues somewhere in between total constipation and a Dr. Fields-like big sugar-style emergency bowel evacuation? A repetitive and persistent need to let fly with blast after blast of the most noxious-smelling ass gas known to man or beast, so much so that a hazy fog follows you around the course like the dust that followed Pigpen on Charlie Brown, flatulence with a smell so bad that your buddies won't let you near the cart girl lest it ruin their chances with her later that evening. <laughs> if you're like Gibson, I'm sure you have. Well, never fear, my dear. The Two Glove Institute rides to the rescue with our one-of-a-kind scented underwear insert, a.k.a. the Two Gloves Flatulin. This ultra-thin, anti-chafing, noise-reducing, golf undergarment insert is powered by the proprietary MTG dual-activated charcoal filtration system. The first layer, the MTG core filter, completely eliminates the rancid smell emanating from your backside with each pernicious puff and brings you into compliance with even the most stringent carbon emission standards. But that's not all. Simply eliminating odor is not enough. The Two Gloves Flatuliner's second filtration element, appropriately dubbed the MTG Blast Radius Enhancement Module, actually improves the odiferous environment surrounding your person each and every time you usher forth with another salvo by projecting a gentle yet noticeable and pleasant scent up to 10 feet in every direction. That's right. Choose from among your favorite golf-themed scents, including Pine Valley, Cypress Point, Desert Willow, Juniper Hill, and the fan favorite, although somewhat pungent, TPC Sawgrass. Yes, sir. The Two Gloves Flatliner is all about liberating you to express yourself with complete abandon all through every round, regardless of your digestive predicament. So give the Flatliner a try. It will get you to net zero emissions, infuse you with a sense of release and inner well-being, and might even improve your golf buddy's chances with the cart girl. Yep, just one more way the Two Gloves Institute is finding ways to improve the game of golf. I'll be back, but in the meantime, keep listening to Sean and the boys on the Sandy McFittish podcast and play more golf. Two Gloves out. <laughs>
<laughs> so we did it live. You think it recorded okay? Oh, I think so. If not, I'll, I'll splice it in. But I think it, uh, it's fabulous. <laughs> I mean, great. you that's clearly great. didn't do a damn thing at work today. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bunch of them recorded. But when you told me you weren't interested, I just shelved them. I just no, came I, up on the screen. That is not the case. I didn't. I think. I think there was a misconstrued here. Clearly, I should. I should have better explained myself. Well, Sean, perception is reality. Look, <laughs> I was. I was intimidated by your your comedic prowess and your your products you're pimping on the show. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny. I think the podcast is a is a good opportunity for us to. Uh, I don't know, to, to, to showcase how much fun it is to have a bunch of guys to get together that do what we do. I don't know that there's a lot of league. I mean, there probably are a lot of leagues that, 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 I don't know, do what we do, I guess you could say, but it's, uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, it's, it's, I think it's rare. I, I, I do. It's rare. And so I thought, you know, I think it's a way to showcase. I don't know. I think most of them had the good sense to give up on their podcast by now, but <laughs> yeah, we're powering through. I mean, how many how many I, listeners are we up to in total? Let's see here. I mean, we've had. Uh, let's see here. It's here someplace. Uh, fifteen hundred. Wow! Wow! I mean. It's grown exponentially since last yeah, year. Yeah, I will say it, it. It our highest episode, single episode listen has been over a hundred something, and that was at the end of last year. Probably should have kept it going. That was something you wanted to do, Mikey. But but uh, it was clearly we we had some uh, some people on the podcast who were a little worn out. Well, look, I, the thing is, we need to shake up the cast a little. Yeah, yeah, you need to. Yeah, and the other thing, I mean. Believe me, I'm a podcast consumer. Oh yeah, bro. I I just that's all I almost all I do is listen to podcasts. And so one thing I have noticed is that I think we need to keep it to a certain length of time. I think you need to have defined segments, and I think you need to as the as the MC keep it going, move it along. Yeah, you need to say, hey, this is the such and such segment. Boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Hey, this is the next segment. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, today we're going to interview Lance because he's a stud. Boom. Hey, we're going to do this. Boom. I mean, you know, instead of – I think we drag a lot and talk about stuff that if you're not in the league, you're not interested. And guess what? We're not interested in, the, in attracting viewers that aren't in the league or that <laughs> are in the league. <laughs> we're interested in attracting viewers that aren't. <laughs> so – I tend to agree. I think uh, here, here is my, my plan. Okay. So, so we are going to get through this season. Okay. Then what we've got is the off season and the off season podcast. You are going to be a staple of because you were proponent of wanting to have that. Yeah. I need to keep it going. We're going to keep it going, but, but I need more participants. That's the problem is I'm, you know, I want to, you know, anybody that wants to be on, I'm all in, come on in, but I don't want to be dragging people here. Joe's a pretty good staple. Yeah, but I think you know what you need to do is you need to force – you need to interview every member of the – you need to have basically three three or four people that are your staple people, and then every week you need to interview somebody. member of the – yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, have Conley on or have Schultz on or have – but do it systematically so that, you know, their personalities – because we have a lot of personalities. 
a lot of it is not for lack of trying. Yeah. yeah. Purcell reaches out to a lot of people and gets turned down because it doesn't fit in with their schedule. Yeah. It's a commitment to be here. And that's what I'm saying. If, if I, I want to keep it going in the fall. We probably won't do it every week, but maybe once or twice a month, at least, you know, probably every the week or something like that. But I need, I need a commitment from you or some other people to kind of have right. the off season because it's going to get a lot different trying to talk about stuff when we're not playing golf every week. One thing we'll have every week is the joke of the week. And I have the joke of the week ready. If you guys are ready. Okay. Well, <laughs> we got to make our, we got to make our uh, high nooner picks of the week. Oh, we do. Don't we? Yeah. I got to I mean, I get in trouble if I don't have the picks. So let's see here. Um, Fuller. You as the champion Me first. And as somebody who wasn't on the podcast, you always pick yourself. So you you do have the first pick in this week's uh, high noon pick of the week, uh, Sun Sipper. This is at the par three course, which is I like to affectionately call the handicap killer because all you punks go play and your handicap drops about five strokes. Fair <laughs> <laughs> enough. Um, I will go with uh, Officer. The officer. Um, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, as a good and, a, a, you oh. know, as a friend, I'm going to tell you he's not playing. All right, well, then let me take. Hmm. Anybody? I. How about, I, since, since he did such a good job in sales, we'll go, we'll go two gloves if he's playing. Oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. It, it, he is due. I mean, he is he has pretty much stunk it up this whole. The only reason you haven't been on the podcast this season is because your play has been abysmal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, "What? I'm a scratch golfer that can't manage to put a round together." <laughs> only thing Ooh. you've been scratching is your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. you know. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess guess what characteristic the winner of last week's tournament and I have in common? What is that? Oh, the double glovers. Yeah. Double glove brothers. I'm just saying there's a, there's a, there's a, an undercurrent of success. That is happening. When two more, you'll have as many as I have. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And might I add, you wore two gloves at two different tournaments this year. Because it was like 30 degrees. (laughs) Don't start. Yeah. I'm just saying you're a, you're 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 starting to come around. Okay, all right. that's right. Yeah, all right. I am I am taking guy. This is guy's week, because here's the deal: is is I would pick somebody like Chuck or the senator, but last year they were they were peaking at this point. This year they are they are hitting the wall. They've thrown a shoe, so I think guy is our guy is the guy, big time champion. Um, all right. Two gloves. Original two gloves. Man, I was going to say guy because I think it. Yeah. I think, I think guy, I'm going to have to go with you. I think guy because he. You can't pick who I pick. Why? <laughs> because that's not the way it works. Okay. 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 You know what? Okay. Then I'm going full. Okay. I'm going full Babe Ruth. I'm calling my shot. It's me, baby. Okay. You can't pull or pick you. I don't care. I'm picking me. I'm throwing darts and my putter's pretty deadly lately. 
I bet you, I, I, bet, I, I, I bet you if you tallied up our last five tournaments, I bet I had 50, All right. 20%, 20% fewer putts than you did. For that, you officially get fuller. You, you get MTG light. Oh, so do I. Okay. I, well, you know what? So, so I have to pick somebody else. I can't call me. You can't call you because Fuller picked you. I will absolutely change my pick so that MTG can pick himself because I see I see <laughs> the just joy in his in his eyes. That's what I'm talking himself. about. Oh. I will absolutely change my pick. You are. Um, let's see, Lance, you're, you're, you're disgracing yourself here. You're giving up the big money and you're going. You're going. Well, I know you're, get, you're getting ready to get the margarita lime truly, as opposed to the pineapple uh, <laughs> pineapple sunset. Apparently, I'm having tequila. Truly's or tequila, whatever it was that Joe drank there. So I'll yeah. pick Gilbert. I got Joe. Great that's choice. a horrible pick. Is the senator pick myself be worse? No, that's the safe pick. That's like picking Tiger Woods to win a tournament. Nah, there's, yeah. dude, the Not problem is there's too many strokes. Too many yeah. strokes on this. And nobody has to drive the ball. So they, then you don't have that problem. Is Mike Warren playing? Do we know yet? I know Chuck's out. Uh, I have no idea. I'll take the senator if he's in. All right. You had the senator last week. Yeah, how'd that work out for me? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He if he shows up, he he shows up. He shows up. The, the I think person- I, no, I want to change my pick. I'm going to jinx him. I'm going to take Schultz. <laughs> he's got he's get the strokes. This one, this is it. Could be a deadly one. I'm getting in his head, though. Oh, yeah. I'm picking him, but I don't want him to win. <laughs> That's the same with Hoffman. I mean, the dude, if he if he's on, it's like a watching a golf tutorial. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. With that, that uh, we now we're ready for to close it out with Joe's uh, joke of the day. Okay. What's worse than going on a golf trip with your buddies, getting drunk, passing out, and waking up with a penis drawn on your forehead? <laughs> Finding out it was traced. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. With that, Ouch. we're out of here. Oh, uh, you know, smash that like button, and we will talk to you next week.